Well, we are in our series based on the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. We've been talking about how we're supposed to be following Jesus. We're supposed to be formed into Christ-likeness. That we should be developing a spiritual life. We should be growing in our faith and somehow connecting to this Jesus that we're supposed to be following. But, but the, part of the problem is that we're often in our lives in too much of a rush. We have too much hurry. We just keep moving and we move and we move and we, we never take the time. The, the hurry is really the enemy of our spiritual lives. And so how do we slow down enough to connect with Christ in our lives? And last week I talked about silence and solitude. And I introduced this idea that we need to come apart so that we don't come apart. We come apart from the world so we don't come apart at the seams. Again, we looked at how we need to get quiet and we need to get by ourselves. Silence and solitude. So how the church expressed that in history. And so that we can kind of get in touch with who we are in Christ and what Christ has done for us. Today we're going to talk about Sabbath. Sabbath, this ancient practice of taking a day to rest. Now, I got a very unique uh, perspective on Sabbath because before I went to work in the church, I worked at a sports complex in Erie, Pennsylvania, and we ran a ropes course. So I did team building, leadership development, climbing, rappelling, all this kind of stuff. And one of my clients was an Orthodox Jewish camp. It's like in the Cory area up towards Jamestown, New York, but on the PA side. This Orthodox Jewish camp. And so I got to go to this Orthodox Jewish camp. is one of the wildest places I have ever been. Just totally unique. Again, it's an Orthodox Jewish. So the men are wearing prayer shawls all the time. And they have the yarmulkes on their head. And the ladies all have skirts on. Can you imagine going to camp and you have to wear a skirt to every activity? Okay, the men can see the women. So the, the, the pool has really high... Um, Fences with tarps around them so that the men can't see the women and women can't see the men. Totally eat kosher. Can you imagine camp food, but it's kosher? Okay, this is a really, really unique experience. And it really shaped getting to be around the Orthodox Jewish community. And some, a lot of the staff was actually Israeli. So I got to see people really trying to live out their Jewish faith. And it really changed how I read the Bible and how I, I sort of read the, orien, the, the origins of our scripture and our faith. But one of the fascinating things about being at camp was Sabbath, or as they called it, Shabbat. It's the, the, the uh, Hebrew word, just means rest. Now, I was never there on a Shabbat on a Saturday. They did it on Saturday. Um, but I was often there on Fridays. Okay, and Friday was prep day for Shabbat because when they did Sabbath, they took it very seriously. You weren't allowed to work. Okay, you weren't allowed to cook. You had to prep all the meals for Saturday. All the camp meals had to be prepped the day before because you weren't allowed to cook. That was work and you can't work on the Sabbath. Okay, you had to clean stuff up. The temperatures in the rooms had to be set right because you weren't allowed to change the thermostat. Okay, if you didn't turn a light on, then you couldn't turn the light on during Sabbath. Okay, so the whole day of Friday was like work. It was prep for Shabbat. You had to get ready. And they took it so very, very seriously. Now, at the same time, a bunch of what happened on Shabbat was dancing and eating and having a good time. But even the good time was very serious. 
And see, so, so the, the, in Jesus' day, Shabbat was very serious. If you look, read the scriptures, Jesus is always getting in trouble because he does stuff on the Sabbath. They took Sabbath very seriously. And over time, what the church did was they moved Sabbath from Saturday to the first day of the week in Jewish thinking, which was Sunday. Okay, because that's the day that Jesus rose from the dead. As they thought, okay, as Christians, we're going to make our Sabbath resurrection day. But over time, we have fundamentally lost Sabbath. We've really lost rest. We don't know how to do it. And there was a time when we all did it because how many of you can remember when nothing was open on Sundays? Okay? You, you, I, even I can remember stuff was open, but you didn't go to it. Or if you did, you dressed up like you went to church. So everybody thought you went to church on Sundays? Okay? But we've, I mean, but, but we, we had sort of... As a culture, we had laws in place where you couldn't open on Sunday. But, but really, who, who has learned the actual practice of Sabbath? In a lot of ways, we haven't. By comparison, look at how serious Sabbath is in Exodus 31, starting in verse 12. And the Lord said to Moses, you are to speak to the people of Israel and say, above all you shall keep my Sabbaths. Think about that. Above, law, above, above all. Above murder? Above stealing, above all these other rules, you know what the one you should be following? Sabbath. For this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. You think Moses took... Sabbath a little seriously? How many of us, we, we don't really take Sabbath all that seriously. Think about this stunningly strong language. The Lord says, above all these other laws, you're supposed to do the Sabbath, and if you don't, what is going to happen to you? Cut off from the community or put to death. Okay, that's how seriously Sabbath is. By comparison, what do we do for Sabbath? We, we watch football. Okay. We, we go to church sometimes, okay? But we don't really think about having a Sabbath practice. In fact, when we get a day off, how many of us work harder than our days on, right? Like when I get Saturday, if I get a day off, it's my day to catch up on all the stuff I wasn't doing because I was working before. We just work and work and work and we don't rest. Why is, so here's the question. Why was Sabbath so important to God and so important to Moses for these people? Well, you've got to understand the context. <clears throat> the Israelites have been in slavery for 200 years. They've been in Egypt for 200 years. They've been slaves for a good part of that. Okay? They've been slaves, everybody. They were treated as, as a factory. They were an item. They were a commodity. You were worth as much as the number of bricks you could make so that the Egyptians could make whatever they needed to make. Okay? You were, your value was the stuff you could offer to the Egyptians. You're a commodity. You're a thing. You're a product to be used. And, and at this point, 200 years in, this is all they've ever known. This is how they think of themselves. And, and, and what about God? Okay? Are the gods okay with this? Well, apparently... God, we're not, are we God's chosen people? See, there's two big questions. That Israel, as they, as they suddenly get rescued, all these plagues happen, they're in the desert, but there's two real big lingering questions for Israel. Number one is, 
can we trust God? If God's good and we're God's chosen people, then why were we making bricks? Then why were our firstborn killed by the Egyptians? Now, on the other hand, the, the natural next question is, and who are we? Who are we? Are we God's cho- chosen people? Are we loved or are we just commodities? Are we just things? So God gave them a sign. God, God pulls them out of the desert. Okay, takes them 40 days. And there's this old saying. It, it take, took God 40 days to get Israel out of Egypt and 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. And what they had to do was treat, God had to retrain Israel. And one of the major, the major signs that God gave them to help them understand that he loves them and that they are his chosen people is the Sabbath. Not just the worship, not just the tabernacle, not just the pillar of cloud, a pillar of fire. One of the major ways that God tries to retrain Israel is the Sabbath. So I want to give you two symbols so you kind of understand why Sabbath is so important. Number one is a wedding ring. Okay, this is the, the rabbis used to teach like Sabbath about this. What does is, what is the text we just read say? Sabbath is a sign between God and us of his commitment and his love. That sounds like a wedding ring, doesn't it? Okay, so the rabbis used to teach that Sabbath was the re- wedding ring between God and us. That it was God's sign to say, I love you. I'm for you. I'm committed to you. So you can rest and you can trust me. But gosh, it's hard to rest, isn't it? For anybody else, is it hard to rest? <clears throat> A lot of times when we're working really hard, we feel like we need to rest. Anybody else do this? And then when it's time to rest, we feel really guilty that we're not working. And so we're never quite working hard and we're never quite resting hard either. We're somewhere in between where the work and the rest is all sort of a blur. Perhaps we're all just addicted to adrenaline. But I think down, deep down there's actually a serious heart issue in our inability to rest. It's the same question that the Israelites have. Can I trust God? Can I trust God? If I work hard for six days, can I trust that God will take that as enough? Or do I have to always be working because I need to be in control? Because I don't really trust God, I trust myself and my own efforts. If you have trouble resting, then I would ask you, how's your trust of God going? Then let me just say, last week I talked about silence and solitude. Those are great disciplines for me. I love silence and solitude. I got to be honest, I don't really like Sabbath. I don't really like resting. I don't really like stopping. I'm a go kind of person. I want to be working on the next project. I want to be accomplishing something. I want to be getting something done. It was really ironic this week to be writing first about silence and solitude, and then this week writing about Sabbath as I was recovering from COVID and a sinus infection. And I have just been so exhausted. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate just, like, I don't have any energy. And finally, in the last, like, two days, I finally get my energy back. But I just have no energy. And it's like God forced me to rest, and I hated it. Okay? Because I want to be in control, everybody. Okay? It's hard for me to trust God. I want to trust me. I want to trust my own efforts. See, Sabbath teaches us. 
It's a, it's a wedding ring. It teaches us to trust in God's commitment that we are loved and we are enough. So, so remember, Sabbath as a what? Wedding ring. But also remember, Sabbath is resistance. Resistance. Sabbath is really God's way of helping Israel resist a couple of really bad ideas that we still have in our culture today. Right? Sabbath helps us to resist the functionality that says you are as much as you accomplish. You're as many bricks as you make. Sabbath says, no, you're not. You're enough without the bricks. To resist the materialism that says you are what you have. Right? That in this culture, you are what you have, and you are the car you drive, and you are the size of your house, and you are your prestige. And Sabbath says, no, no, you're enough without all that. And Sabbath helps us to resist the idolatry that we think we can do it all. Even Adam and Eve couldn't do it all. You can only do so much in this world, and that is on purpose, everybody. So maybe if we have such guilt about what we can't get done, we should kind of take a look at that. See, for the Israelites, they were the number of bricks they could make. They were what they could offer to society. And they had no material possessions. They were slaves. But God's economy is different. Right? And God's trying to reshape them by giving them the Sabbath. You can rest. You can trust God. You can take a day off. See, ultimately, Sabbath is this resistance. It says, no, world, I'm not a commodity. No, I'm not what I can accomplish. Uh-uh, I am not going to live by the lie that I am what I have. No way, I am not going to buy into this idea that I can do it all, that I can have it all, that I can be it all. No, I'm going to stand one day a week and rest and say no to all those other lies, to trust that God can take care of me. To not have to stress all the time. Sabbath is resistance to the economy of commodity. And if you get into this Sabbath habit, then you can get out of the Egypt mentality. Because that's what our world is. Our world says you're a voter. You are a, uh, a, a customer. You are what you can offer. You are what I can get out of you. And Sabbath says no. No, we can't do it all. We can't be at all. <clears throat> you don't have to have more, know more, sell more, and control more. Your kids don't have to be in 50 million sports and give up every day of their lives to it. You don't have to be in a job that you have to work 65 hours a week to accomplish. You don't have to be younger, more beautiful, or more financially stable. You don't have to drive a car that's nicer than your neighbor's car. You don't have to get ahead at work at the expense of somebody else. You don't have to kill yourself following everybody else's rules and everybody else's expectations because in Christ you are enough. See, Sabbath is a, is a resistance. It says, no, I'm putting my foot down and I am not buying in to all these lies. And it's a wedding ring. It says, no, God loves me and I can trust in God's commitment to me. That's why Sabbath is so important. It's why if I was the enemy, it's one of the first things I would get rid of is Sabbath. Because if I get Christians to look like everybody else when they approach their week, when they approach their work, well, then I, I got an easier time. But if I had people that actually Sabbath, that actually rest, that actually took time. Yeah, that, that'd be dangerous, wouldn't it? 
So the question then becomes, what, what would Sabbath look like today? <coughs> because, because I'm just not sure that, that some of the old ways that Israel used to do Sabbath quite work in the world today. So, so what would it look like to actually have a Sabbath practice? Well, number one, it may not be Sunday. Remember, it was originally Saturday. And uh, this, this may be hard for you to hear from your pastor, but like, I work every Sunday, everybody. But Sunday is not a good Sabbath day for me because I'm working this morning. Okay, I've been pretty busy this morning. Okay, so, so maybe Sabbath needs to be a different day. Maybe it is Sunday. I don't know. Okay, here's what I have found. I have trouble doing a Sabbath that, that goes 24 hours in a row. Okay, I got, I got kids. I got life. So here's what I have taken to. I try to, I try to piecemeal a Sabbath. I try to see if every, every week I can get it, but I might have to get it in pieces. Does, everybody, does that make sense to everybody? An evening here, an afternoon there. The biggest mentality shift, I think, is when you're on Sabbath, you're resting. Okay, when are you in your life really letting yourself go to rest and relax? And if you don't schedule it, I think you're going to have trouble getting it. A world seems to eat up time, doesn't it? You've got to schedule it. So what do you do on a Sabbath? Well, I think you can actually do all kinds of Sabbath. Okay, the big deal is rest. I like how the, the book we've been reading talks about it. rest and worship. That's really resting and worshiping God. <clears throat> and so what does rest look like to you? Well, it probably depends on the day. Sometimes if I'm going to rest, you know what I need is a nap and a good meal. Sometimes when I want to rest and refresh, you know what I need is a party. I need to go out with some friends and hang out. Sometimes I need to just watch Netflix and chill. Okay, sometimes it can be it can be go to worship. It can be go to something special. Sometimes it's just I need to go for a walk outside. Could be all kinds of activities. The question is, are you resting and refreshing? And are you worshiping God and what you're doing? Are you resisting the world in this moment of Sabbath? So I would encourage you to experiment with it. Try some different things. You might need some sleep. You might need some distraction. You might need to go for a run. I don't know what it is for you. Probably it'll change week to week. Okay, sometimes try different things. Sometimes don't plan anything and see how the day goes. Wouldn't that be wild? Wouldn't that be wild, everybody? Just have a day where, well, the day's just going to unfold. How about that? I don't know what it's going to do. Uh, let me give you a couple other practical tips for Sabbath. Um, one, working in this Orthodox Jewish camp, <coughs> uh, Orthodox, in the Bible, Jewish days work differently than American days. Okay, if you remember in Genesis, it was evening and it was morning the first day. It was evening and it was morning the second day. In Jewish thinking, the day starts at sunset. Okay, so tonight is not Sunday night, it's Monday night in their minds. Does everybody see that? So it starts at sunset. So Jewish Sabbath starts on sunset on Friday and goes to sunset on Saturday. When I realized this, it really helped me with Sabbath. Because my Sabbath would start the night before instead of the morning of. So, so it did a couple things. Number one, it gave me a deadline. Okay, so at 7 o'clock at sunset, Sabbath begins. And it's kind of like when you go on vacation. You ever go on vacation and you got a bunch of work to do? But if you know you got to leave, so you know you got to finish up at five, you have this great deadline to work towards. I think this is 
part of the beauty and genius of Jewish Sabbath is there's a deadline every week to say, I've got to get this done so that I can have the next day to rest. So I like to think about the night before. Boom, at sunset. And what it lets me do is that evening, I get into the Sabbath mentality, which is hard to do. But in the morning, I'm already there. And it allows me then to have the next day more for rest. Whereas if you think about it as a day starting in the morning, it's kind of hard to get into. Also, that deadline, I think, helps. So think sunset to sunset. That way also, if you have something you have to do that day, you can let it go all day because you know once the sun sets, the Sabbath is over, then I can do that project because Sabbath is over. Okay, so I think that is helpful. Um, I, I also think cooking your meals ahead. Okay, the, I think the Jewish, the, the, watching the Jewish camp do that, that made a lot of sense to me. They'd have the meals, they'd be in the fridge so that I don't have to spend a lot of time cooking. I just get it out. Okay? Now, we can also order pizza, right? We can go out to eat. There's lots of things that we have that we can do. But I think planning your meals ahead where you know the meal is there and I can pull it out and heat it up and I'm done really can help you get into that rest. So I just encourage you to try it. Like try some Sabbath. What are you going to do this week to rest, to come apart so you don't come apart? Because okay, for Jesus, it's important. Now, Jesus, in Jesus' day, you know, they, they had all kinds of rules about the Sabbath. And I don't think that's the, that's the answer here. Right? Jesus is always doing miracles and stuff to purposefully tick people off on the Sabbath. Jesus doesn't care about everybody's rules for the Sabbath. But the scriptures are so clear that Sabbath is important, that rest is important. And we just aren't doing it. And uh, if it's that serious for scriptures, I think it should be that serious for us. And, and man, if you think we need Sabbath less than in Jesus' day, no, this world is going so fast that we need to people, be people of the resistance that say, nope, nope, we are going to rest. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When's the last time you truly rested? Try it. Carve some time out to rest this week. Refresh. Feel yourself come back to your center in Christ. I think you're going to be thankful that you did. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.